Let's talk about what to send your list in December. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. And we are talking about what to send your email list in December. We'll talk about whether you should change up your sending patterns, should you pause stuff. We're going to tackle all of this in this episode. Now, as I talked about in our November episode on what to send your list this month, is that I laid down a challenge for my inbox besties, besties. I have been approached several times by several mentors that are like, you really need to put this what to send your email list, create some templates, and then make it like a monthly recurring revenue type of a charge. And I'm like, oh God, I know. But I love being able to spoil my listies. So I got a middle ground with myself. And that is if we can get the rating and reviews over here on Apple podcast to 100 by December 31st, then I will keep doing these what to send your list episode segments completely for free, no strings attached during all of 2021, which is really exciting. So if you haven't done so already and you're listening on an Apple device, please leave that rating and review. As my gift to you guys for a Christmas gift, we are going to do January so that way you can hit the ground running, but it's up to you guys to make sure that we do them for February and the rest of 2021. Now, I know that this episode is actually a little bit earlier than we tend to do them. We tend to do them the last week of the month, but because the last week of November is actually the day before Thanksgiving, I figured let's go ahead. I have an episode already that talks about like the best investments that I've made in my business this year and a whole bunch of like personal Q&A episodes. I'm like, let's go ahead, air that instead on the 25th and instead on the 18th, let's go ahead and talk about what to send your list in December. So that way, if you really want to sort of plan ahead, so that way maybe you've got Black Friday that's going on, you have other things and you kind of want to just take it easy next week or the week after, you will have your action plan for how to hit the ground running in December. Also, like I said, I am going to be doing regardless of how many rating reviews we get. I am going to be doing a what to send your list in January. And we're actually going to be airing that episode on December 16th. So again, it is going to be actually quite a bit earlier. But that's because most online entrepreneurs like we tend to really wrap up usually around the week of December 15th, but December 15th is a Tuesday. So I figured you know what, let's just make sure everyone has plenty of time to get everything settled with their list in November and in December and in January. So that is what we are going to do. So let's go ahead and really tackle the elephant in the room. Should you be emailing your list in December? Should you take time off? And honestly, this is just really a personal preference. Now, I know in the online space, most of us tend to take off somewhere around December 15th, and then we'll come back somewhere around January 5th. Again, it sort of depends on how the calendar falls, but really that's kind of what most online entrepreneurs do tend to do. So do you want to pause sending stuff to your email list? If in your gut, you're like, you know what, I really just don't want to deal with this in December. I just I can't. Then of course, you need to tell your current subscribers, hey, we are going to be taking a holiday break. I love you. I support you. I'm still here. You know, if you're in any of my automations, which you might be if you're a brand new subscriber, of course, those emails are coming, but you'll be hearing from me and then tell them when you are coming back. 
Also, I would make sure that you update any autoresponders, especially the last sort of emails in any of your welcome series where you say, hey, I email every Thursday. If you're not gonna be emailing for an entire month on the Thursdays, you don't want to seem like you're disingenuous and not trustworthy. So you are going to need to go into your welcome series depending on how many that you have, and actually tell people, I'll talk to you in January 2021, and maybe explain your reasoning behind it, okay? So just because you think, oh, well, it's so much less work for me to have to do this and write like the five whole emails that we're going to talk about today, it could end up being a little bit more because then in January, you're going to have to go back through all your autoresponders, make sure you take out all of that stuff, because again, we do not want to leave people hanging. We do not want to come off as flaky. So ultimately, it's up to you. After you hear this, we do have five topics because there's five weeks. You might decide that you are going to send the first three weeks, maybe even the first four, but you're going to take the last week off. It's entirely up to you. I say just keep your audience in the loop because that's really all, all that I think that they want. So like I had said, most of these can be interchanged, especially throughout all of the weeks. I try not to do any ones that was particularly time sensitive for December. I mean, obviously we have Hanukkah, we have Christmas, there's Kwanzaa, there's Boxing Day. There's a lot of holidays that you can definitely use to inspire your newsletter content, the stories that you share when you are helping people with this. Um, some people asked if December is a good time to launch. Not particularly usually. If you are going to be doing a free bundle, I think this would be really great. Uh, you might decide that you want to do something really, really fun for your subscribers. And, you know, instead of the 12 days of Christmas, maybe it's the four weeks of presents. So you can really have a big, big theme for December if you want to end it with a bang. So let's start. The week one, and like I said, you can definitely interchange all of these, is maybe you can do an email called, what's the difference between a blank and a blank? So really, when you have been in this online game, when you have been helping, when you have been teaching, when you've been coaching for a while, you can kind of tell the difference between someone that's going to have success and someone that isn't. Now, usually, spoiler alert, it has to do with a mindset, but there, what could be the difference between having a six-figure launch and a seven-figure launch? What is the difference between someone who keeps their home tidy and someone whose house looks like a wreck? What is the difference between someone who can create stylish clothes and someone whose stuff looks horrendous? Now, obviously, in that clothes example, time, skill that's going to play into effect, but chances are there are certain things that newbies do that just make things look tacky that you can address. So what's the difference between a nice looking graphic and a poor one? It could be the combination of fonts. If we're going with that, it could be the font sizing. So are the letters like too big on top or too big on the bottom? Is there not a hierarchy as the terms are called? So I really do think that this can be really fun. That way you can kind of tell them, also, you know, some subtle tweaks that they can make in order to edge themselves to that section. Now, this is also something that we use in our Little Black Dress sales series inside of Love Your List, where we talk about the difference, not between winners and losers, but, you know, the difference between a growth mindset and a closed mindset, the, you know, the difference between them and us. Again, that's a very high level psychological trigger type thing, but just plain old simple, the difference between a successful blog and not. And then if you have a case study for yourself, go ahead and share it. So, What's the difference between a blank and a blank? A mom that is stressed out and a mom who only locks herself in the pantry once a week instead of five times. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? 
figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers. And they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. The next one, and these last sort of couple ones are really about you and about your subscribers and having some fun. So again, you can mix up the order is your word of the year. So you can interchange this one with the next one, which is the best present I bought myself. But if you are not familiar with the term word of the year, and we'll probably definitely have a podcast about mine, to be honest with you in December, a word of the year is basically what do you want to what do you want to have as sort of your North Star, as sort of your anchor for 2021? Now, I understand that 2020 really threw everyone for a loop. Ours was simplify and amplify. And I think that we did a pretty decent job at that. We could always do better. Our one for next year, I'm not going to tell you right now. That's going to be a different episode. But I think that being able to reflect on a phrase or a word can really help you in decision-making processes. So my word of the year for my personal life, because I do one at my birthday, which was November 4th, was health. So now anytime like I decide like, am I going to eat something or am I going to work out or am I going to meditate or do yoga or, you know, it's just health. Like what is the healthiest choice? Because for me, a lot of what I've been doing has always focused a lot on building wealth, building wealth, building wealth, building wealth. And we have that unlock. Like it just, it is. So for me, it is looking at health, which I have definitely neglected in the past. So it's not just necessarily about losing weight, but it's about getting anaerobically fit. If you guys follow me on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster, I have been riding my bike like every single morning. It is getting up, not at five o'clock. Don't, that does not work for me. But I get up at 6.30 because that allows me to be able to do all of the things that I want to get done, even having two small children, and then be able to still get to work at a decent hour. So what is your word of the year? Why is it the word of the year? Explain it to your audience, how it's going to relate to them, and ask them like, what word of the year are they going to have? Encourage them to really have an open dialogue. So the next one, and like I said, you can interchange this one with the word of the year, is the best present I bought myself. So this can be an actual thing, like a jade roller, which I absolutely love. This can be asking for help. So now on Thursday afternoons, your mom comes over for two hours and takes care of the kids, and you get to get some work done. Technically, you're probably not buying your mom to hang out with your kids, but still, you want to talk about really the best thing that you did for yourself, but also make sure you're keeping it in the realm of the things that you talk about. So, you know, because I talk with online entrepreneurs, I could probably talk about how I loved the bicycle that I bought that we talked about earlier. 
I, you know, say if I brought like a blender, maybe I could talk about that because I had smoothies, but then I would always have to relate it to how has buying and riding my bike every single day affected my business. I could talk about a course that I've invested in that I'm an affiliate for. I could talk about tools that I've invested in. And the same thing goes for sort of everything. Like if you are someone that teaches the ukulele, what is the best like ukulele thing, accoutrement that you have bought yourself? How has that helped you become a better player, a better teacher? These are really, really fun because people love to buy stuff. They love to see behind the scenes. And as long as you relate that best purchase or one of the best purchases, you can do up to three, I would say, in your emails, how it can help them achieve results that you have, they're going to really, truly love it. And I mean, there are some influencers like, you know, everyone loves Oprah's favorite things, but she's like, oh, like, I wonder what Elizabeth Gilbert stuff is. Or it's like, hmm, what is she doing? So definitely do not fall short of this, the best presence you bought yourself. People are going to love it. And the fourth email that you can send. So for week number four, it is technically Christmas. Like I said, Hanukkah is around kind of like weekish too, depending on how you're breaking up December. So this can be a present for you. So I would love it if you guys created a little video for your audience, maybe just thanking them, maybe you're going to teach them something, maybe you're peeling off, say, part of a course that you have, part of an ebook, but really to sort of spoil people rotten. And again, you do not necessarily have to send this the week of Christmas or on Christmas. And I realize that most of your autoresponders, so if people are in those, they're still going to get your emails anyway. So I don't want you to be like, I don't know, should I really be sending people emails on the 24th or the 25th? Technically, if someone subscribed to your list a week ago, they're still going to get your emails. You know what I mean? So go ahead and give a little gift for your people. Like I said, this could be a PDF version of a really great piece of content that you can have. This can be a video. I love Loom. L-O-O-M. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. They have changed their free plan now, so you only get five minutes if you're on the free plan. But I'm sure you can find other things like Loom to be able to record either your screen, maybe it's a little tech tutorial, or even just a face-to-face video of yourself. But give them, give them a little present. Give them a little present for the holiday season. And the last email, and this one would be sent the week of New Year's, is what are their great plans? What are their goals for 2021? So it's a really simple email. It's probably just one sentence and you can literally be like, hey, so I know you're probably gearing up for the New Year's and maybe you are going to be hanging out with your family, watching the ball drop. I know I usually do this on New Year's and then maybe explain a little bit about your New Year's ritual if you have one. But what are your actual goals for 2021? If 2021 could be a clean slate, if 2020 could have never happened, what would you love to see happen in 2021? And I would also put in the preface, if you want to say just in life, you can, if you want to ask them where it comes to your content, you can say like, what do you want to see happen for your blog in 2021? What do you want to see happen with your kids? What do you want to see happen with your Facebook ads in 2021? I think this can be a really interesting sentence starter. If you are going to be taking some weeks off, then you can tell people like, as soon as I get back in January, I'll be reading all of them and you'll most likely hear back from me. If you're like, Kate, I could never reply to all of those. Then obviously don't add the I'll reply sentence, but let them know that you are going to be paying attention and looking at them. So let's go ahead and recap the five emails that you can send in December because there's about five weeks, depending on the day of the week you normally sell. The first one is the difference between a blank and a blank. So someone who is successful versus someone who's stressed out, someone who streamlines versus somebody who doesn't. The next one is your word of the year. And also keep in mind that Hanukkah is also sort of in that second week of December. 
The next one is the best present I've ever bought myself. So this can be business related. This can be personal related. Again, always tie it back to how it's going to help your subscribers succeed if they invest in it. The fourth one is going to be a present for them, whether it's a PDF version of a blog post, whether it is something free from one of your paid things, whether it is just a loom video that you were recording of yourself, just thanking them, giving them encouragement, thinking that they're the absolute best. And then the last email is just simply a couple of sentences asking them what their plans are for 2021. You can share any New Year's resolutions that you have potentially, or also any type of routines or like your little thing just to kind of make the email a little bit more interesting. And like I said, if you want to pause and you don't want to be sending your weekly newsletters in December, that's 100% up to you. Listen to your guts. Just make sure that you are telling your subscribers and potentially update your autoresponders. So that way, in case you're like, oh, and I'll be seeing you next Thursday, and then people don't see from you from four Thursdays, you're keeping in integrity. So that is it for what to send your list in December. I heart you guys. Thank you for having inbox besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.